Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Warrior Project podcast. My name is Emmeline. I'm a mental health consultant. Over the last 10 or so years, I've endured extreme trauma and I also manage bipolar naturally. This podcast is a platform for me to share all of the unconventional wisdom that I've acquired over the last 10 years. If expansion is your thing, this is where it's at. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Warrior Spirit. I'm getting used to saying that now, I think, because I've changed pretty much everything over now um, to the Warrior Spirit. So I'm getting used to saying it rather than the Warrior Project. Anyway, um, today's podcast is centered around ideals um, and standards and expectations and The reason that I want to talk about ideals today is because there is something that I noticed about myself and my anger projections that essentially stemmed from me creating, subconsciously creating a set of ideals for me to conform to. And I didn't realize that I did it. I think because I have deconditioned myself from conforming to mainstream ideals, I become less aware when I create other ideals related to different things for me to conform to. Um, Just for those that aren't familiar with the term ideals, I'm just going to bear with me. I'm just going to Google the definition, ideals, definition. Ah, okay. How fitting. So as per the Oxford dictionary, the definition of ideals is a person or thing regarded as perfect, e.g. you're my ideal of how a man should be. Another similar, um, another similar definition, a standard or principle to be aimed at. And then they've got in here, their intent is to guide and inspire toward the very highest ideals. Interesting. So what are a person's model? Ah, aha, it's going a bit deeper. So what are a person's ideals? For example, an ideal refers to a model. It refers to something considered as a standard to strive toward or something considered worthy of imitation. An ideal is a concept or standard of perfection existing merely as an image in the mind or based upon a person or upon conduct. Usually ideals are something that we reframe. I'm going to reframe that. Usually ideals are something that the ego admires. I liked the wording um, perfection, perfection, that there's, Ideal seems to be synonymous with perfection. So you might notice that, I mean, I don't know if you notice people saying this, but I do. I might ask someone a question and they would say, in an ideal world, in an ideal world, I would have X, Y, and Z. So it's almost as if we, without even realizing, we're comparing ourselves to a standard of perfection. And when we fall short of that standard of perfection, we judge or condemn. Um, it's so interesting. So I'll, um, I'll tell you guys a bit of a story about how this came to light with me. 
my um, fiance and I, we don't, we don't really tend to fight. Um, there's nothing really for us to fight about. However, something that I've noticed about myself is I will sometimes go through periods of time where I will experience waves of anger that will consume me and it will make me feel like I'm drowning, but simultaneously I'm claustrophobic and I feel stuck and I feel like I cannot move and I feel like I'm trying to swallow and breathe and and I and I can't and I feel hot and agitated and I'm angry and my translation of that is to project that onto him and to tell him that I'm angry at him because of the things that he's done and I feel that I'm worth more than the things that he has done and my anger I thought was coming from a place of my self-worth is being challenged by your behavior even if it's not behavior that's directed at me. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example and he knows I'm pretty transparent, so he won't care. Um, so my fiance has a criminal history and there are things that he engaged in before meeting me. It's related to driving um, and uh, driving related offenses. So he has an extensive criminal history and he's been raised very differently to me. And I have mentioned this on previous podcasts. So I've come from a very loving, nurturing home, which has come with its own difficult dysfunctions and ideals. Um, so the, the home that I was raised in made me feel like I had to conform to a very rigid set of ideals, which caused me a lot of suffering. Whereas the home that he was raised in provided him with no support, no guidance, um, even during those pivotal emotional developmental years, he was essentially abandoned. Um, he didn't really know where his home was. He he didn't really feel loved by his parents. Um, he Josh was dragged up, um, whereas I was guided with a lot of support. Um, so our backgrounds are very different. So whilst I can appreciate his nature. And whilst I can appreciate and understand the things that he has developed in response to his trauma, I sometimes find myself taking it personally and attaching it to a set of ideals that I have created for myself. The only time that I get angry at him is if I feel that he's not conforming to a set of ideals that I have for myself. And it's usually a projection and it's something that's going on within me. So basically what I've come to realize and something that I explored with my mentor and this realization hit me like a ton of bricks in my anger towards Josh and my frustration and my pain and my suffering, I'm projecting my own pain and suffering onto him because I have created a very rigid set of ideals surrounding self-worth and what that looks like and how I'm supposed to show up in my worthiness in the world. I'll explain. Because I have come from feeling like I am nothing, as in internally, I've, I loathed and hated myself for a very long time. Um, if, if you're aware of my story, you'd know that there's been drug use, substance abuse, indecent assault from a medical professional, um, bulimia, binge eating disorder, uh, bipolar, uh, th there's a myriad of things that I have endured that made me 
not want to live and made me feel like I had zero self-worth and I truly believed I was worth nothing. Through my healing journey, I have started to, and I am now aware of my inherent worthiness and my value. And in realizing myself, the extent of my worthiness and my value, I have clung onto that worthiness and created a set of ideals for how I am expected to show up as a woman that knows her worth. So I have created a set of standards, expectations, and ideals in accordance with what I think worthiness should look like and how others should perceive it and how I am expected to now show up given the fact that I now have worth and I now have worthiness. So if Josh is to do something that is within his nature, such as be reckless uh, with his behavior in the community. Um, it's usually, it's always behavior that involves just him and how he shows up in the community. So it's never behavior that's directed at me. So he's, I mean, he's never raised his voice at me, never been abusive, never been unfaithful. It's never anything he's done to me, but it's things that he does in the community that I guess are an extension of his nature. And in some dysfunctional capacity, I have created ideals surrounding how I expect him to act in accordance with my worth. My mentor said something really interesting to me yesterday. He said to me, Em, Josh's actions are an extension of his worth. Your actions or reactions are an extension of your worth. Why are you taking his behavior as a personal attack against your worth? So it's almost as if in me realizing my worthiness, I've created this set of ideals surrounding how ideally I expect other people to behave around me. It's almost as if I've created this identity surrounding having self-worth and in creating an identity, I've clung to a rigid set of rules, which is, well, because I know my worth, I expect you to act in a certain way to enforce my worthiness. So I have projected ideals that I've created for myself onto people around me. When I realized that I have been forcing myself to conform to a set of standards and expectations surrounding how I think I should be based on the fact I am worthy, when I realized that I had done this, I felt ashamed. Um, I cried a lot and I felt really, really awful that in me healing, I had clung so much onto my worthiness that I'd lost track of my authenticity a little bit. I was starting to define myself by the fact that I'm a woman that knows her worth. And just realizing my worth is enough. I don't need to cling to it. And I certainly don't need to create a set of ideals or standards or expectations surrounding what that's supposed to look like or how I'm supposed to show up. 
because I realize my worth, I'm free to show up in whatever capacity that I need to. And I don't have to project expectations onto other people. It's got nothing to do with other people. And it's interesting, a lot of my anger, to be honest, majority of it dissolved in that moment. In that moment when I brought my attention back to self, back to my internal environment, and I realized that the drowning, the clinging, the rage, the claustrophobia, I was feeling claustrophobic by my own ideals. I'd created a set of really rigid parameters surrounding how I'm supposed to be now that I know I am worthy. And when I pulled myself out of that set of ideals and realized I can be worthy and not conform to anything, that was a game changer for me. Something that I notice with a lot of my clients is, and it doesn't necessarily have to be apparent within their romantic relationships, but something that I notice about my clients is that a lot of their suffering stems from the fact that they think that everyone around them is wrong and that everyone around them is the cause of their suffering. They fail to recognize and acknowledge that the relationship that they have with their external is a projection of what's going on internally. So the first thing I do with clients is I bring their attention and their focus back to what's happening with their internal world. They're usually clinging to something and it's usually a set of ideals or standards or expectations and they're clinging so much to it because they think that that's what defines them. I was clinging so much to my worthiness and I thought that that's what defined me. I thought that if my partner's going to be a menace in society, well, that's threatening my worthiness because a woman that knows her worth would never put up with that. And I disregarded the fact that as a partner, he's incredible and he's on his own journey. He's on his own path. He's got his own shit to deal with. And the behavior that he does or doesn't engage with in the community doesn't impact my worth. My worth stays the same. It's my response that dictates my worth. I respond calmly to him. We have discussions. He makes changes. But really, my anger has no place here. The anger is only stemming from the fact that when he does something, it conflicts with the set of ideals that I have for myself. That's when the anger, that's when the anger rises. And usually you'll, you'll start to notice that a lot of the time, that's what a lot of this stuff comes down to. Your anger and your resentment is a result of you clinging to a set of ideals. And if you feel that either you or someone else around you is not conforming to it, you'll feel threatened and you'll have a triggered response. And that's what I've been going through. That's what I've been going through. I think it's difficult because it's very easy for the ego to create ideals with whatever stage of development you're in. I thought I was free of this shit, but I was wrong. I thought that since I had divorced from, you know, cultural and social ideals of relationships, of friendships, of work, health, beauty, wealth, 
you know, I'd let go of all that stuff. I'd let go. There, there are no ideals in place there. However, in realizing my worth and in realizing my capacity, I created another set of ideals, which is, well, if I'm worth something and I know I'm worth something, I don't put up with anyone else being disruptive around me. And I don't put up with this. And I also have to show up as this. And I also have to make decisions like this. There were so many rigid parameters that rose up around me and and made me feel imprisoned and trapped within myself. And I felt like I couldn't move because the things that were going on around me was just life. There were life things going on around me. And if I couldn't control the way that I responded or if I couldn't control the way that someone else showed up, I took it as a threat to my worthiness. I took it personally. I took it as a threat to my definition of myself and my identity. So I had to release my grip around ideals relating to how I show up, knowing my worth. And I let go of it all. And and in doing that, I realized that my worth doesn't change ever. There is nothing that can change my worth. And I also don't have to prove it ever to anyone. And by me staying in a committed relationship with someone that I love and someone that loves me, regardless of his stupid behavior in society or the community, that doesn't take away my worth and it doesn't make me unworthy. And I think it's interesting because I feel that a lot of us are basing our decisions on ideals and basing our decisions on how we think we have to show up based on the way that we define ourselves. If we define ourselves as a really good, reliable mother and friend, we set a rigid collection of ideals and standards and expectations that keep us trapped in that identity. Well, if, I, if I'm a really good and reliable friend and mother, I need to get the kids to school on time. I need to make everything in my thermomix. I need to be there all the time for my friends. I need to be able to drop everything to be the reliable friend. And we place all this pressure on ourselves because we're trying to cling to our definition of ourselves in an attempt to manage the way other people see us. And majority of the time, people don't see us the way that we see ourselves. I thought that people would assume that I'm not worth much or that I think I'm not worth much if I stayed with someone that has a criminal history. And I thought, well, now that I have my worth, I need to show people that I take my worthiness seriously. So really, shouldn't I leave this person? Isn't it affecting my worth, his behavior? No, not really. It's affecting his worth. It's not affecting my worth. And I know a lot of this stuff is very far reached for some of you because there are some of you that might have more of a rigid mindset and you'd be thinking, well, if your partner has a criminal history and he's engaging in menacing behavior in the community, that's a problem. You're right. It is a problem. It absolutely is a problem, but it's a problem for him. It's not a problem for me because he's not doing anything to me what he does, it impacts me and he's owned that and he's changed things and I've owned it 
and we've worked through it, but he's not doing anything to me. He's doing it to himself. It's him, not me. It's his worthiness that's at play, not my worthiness. And you might be thinking, well, that's bullshit. Why would you want to be someone that's a menace to society? Well, because the entirety of him is not a menace to society. He's a kind, soft, compassionate, hilarious, supportive partner. He's my best friend. He's non-judgmental. He's empathetic. He's open-minded. He's a great person. Can he be that and also uh, have a criminal history and be a menace to society? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't need to get angry at him for not conforming to something that I think he should be. All of us are on our own journey. The way that we are is not permanent. Our identity is not permanent. Our nature is not permanent. Everything is changeable. Nothing is fixed. It's all changeable. And I think that if we can release our grip on ideals and on perfection, and if we can release our grip on thinking that we need to imitate something, we just let go and realized our inherent worthiness and just acted from that place all the time, you would feel a lot less pressure to do things, to be things, to force things. You wouldn't force anything. It would just be an internal knowing. I can do this and I'm okay, or I can do that and I'm okay, but either way, I'm okay. When I started to release my expectations and my standards and my ideals, surrounding how I think my life should be and how I think other people should be and how the world should be. When I released all that, the peace and the freedom that I felt was unfathomable because I realized that everything is just the way that it is and it's all changeable. And as long as I'm showing up just as myself and I'm not clinging and I'm not forcing and I'm not resisting, And I'm not pushing away. I'm just existing with it all and moving in whatever direction feels good for me. As long as I'm doing that, everything always works out and it's all okay. It's all okay. We think that in releasing our grip around these ideals and expectations, we think that we're going to lose ourselves or we think that people aren't going to find us valuable or we think that we're going to have nothing to work towards. The opposite happens when you release your grip, you feel more inclined to follow alignment. You feel more inclined to do what feels right for you. You feel a lot less pressure. And when you start to allow yourself to feel uncomfortable in the space of no ideals, everything starts to feel easier and you cling less and you force less and everything just starts to flow. And yeah, this might sound a little bit too spiritual for you, but I'm living proof that that's, that's what happens. That's the way that it is. I hope that was helpful. I know for a lot of you, this might've been triggering and it might've caused a lot of resistance within you. If so, that's good. It's an indication that there's something sticking or that you're clinging to something. So that's good. As usual, thank you so much for tuning in.
If you want to reach out, if you have any questions or queries, you can reach me on my website on the contact page, thewarriorspirit.com. My Instagram is my full name, Emmeline Paulak, um, but the Warrior Spirit is in the uh, like Instagram handle bit underneath, I guess. Uh, my ebook is available through my website um, on the shop page. It's very good read. I really urge you to get it. It's a very good read. Lots of really great activities at the end of the chapters. Other than that, thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you on the next one.